Welcome to the Get Emergent Podcast, where we discuss leadership concepts and best practices. We like to provide ideas, concepts, and pragmatic experiments to help you develop as a leader. I'm Bill Berthel. And I'm Ralph Simone. And today, I just can't wait. I couldn't wait for today. because We're going to be talking about a topic that I have no idea yet what I'm going to say, the life cycle of leadership. So yeah. Bill, can you tell me what we mean by that so I can contribute? Yeah, absolutely. So I think, you know, that old story, I think a lot of people have heard the story about the little boy that finds the butterfly cocoon, you know, maybe it was attached to a branch and it blew down in a storm. He's super curious. He doesn't even know what he has. He's really curious about this cocoon that he finds and he holds it in his hand and the warmth of his hand starts to make the cocoon wiggle a little bit, right? He notices in a small crack, he figures out what he has and he's so curious well, telling the rest of the story is just morbid, isn't it? Right? He, we know that he forces the cocoon open prematurely, and well, that's not so good for the butterfly. Everything has a life cycle, and this can sound awfully morbid sometimes. We don't think about this biological model too frequently in relationship to leadership, and I think it really could serve us as leaders to think about the natural stages of a leader, the life cycle of a leader. And so when we talk about it, are we talking about it in terms of helping leaders make the necessary transitions? Are we talking about it to help them think of evolution of their leadership? And are we also thinking about it so that they don't have an expiration date? (laughs) Well, (laughs) let's not go to the expiration date. Maybe there's a best used by date. No, no, totally joking. I think the first piece you said, Ralph, right? There's an important order, maybe it's an evolution, but it's an important sequence that just like the cocoon can't be prematurely accelerated. Each step, each phase of this growth or development, if we think of it as that, a development cycle, really needs its appropriate time and development to get to that next level of leadership. So for example, there's self-leadership as an individual contributor. Love it. And then you become a supervisor for the first time. Is that the next stage in the life cycle of leadership? And if so, what does that individual need to be mindful of to be successful? I think so. Yeah, I think so. I think we can really relate to those traditional, almost hierarchical steps that might take place, right? You might start an organization as an individual contributor, not necessarily, but Oftentimes we start there in an organization and then with some potential, which leadership potential really means the ability for future work, the likelihood, right, for that future work. There might be some potential noticed in you as an individual contributor, and you may move to the role of a supervisor, where now perhaps you're not just responsible for your individual contribution, but your success might then be measured through the success of others. That could be one step, right, in this cycle or in this phase. When we look at the biological models, there's often four or five stages in a life cycle. And now I think we can learn something from that to not overcomplicate the leadership life cycle model, if you will, that we can look at, you know, kind of an earlier stage, like in biological models, this is often birth or the beginning. And so, you know, where does that start for the leader? It might be just what we were talking about, that first opportunity to self-lead and then move into leadership with and of others. 
So in biology, it's often thought of as birth, but I think in leadership, it's discovery. We're really discovering our own capacity and potential for leadership, and it's getting noticed by others in the organization. Well, it almost seems that we're sometimes discovering that we need to do different things or do some things differently in order to be successful in that new transition. And so it's really the birth of new skills. Really is. New skills, new ways of working, right? New metrics of success, right? Building success with and through others. You know, so typically after birth comes growth, right? That growth part of the cycle. Now, oftentimes that's one of the most significant in time. We think for leaders, it's all about growth or development, if we call it the development phase of the cycle. And arguably development never stops, but this is really that early second phase of focused development of the leader, intentional focused development of that leader, the continued practice of leadership to the attainment of mastery, if we wanted to call it that higher level of development. So if we go back to the little boy example with the cocoon, there's got to be an element of curiosity to kind of fuel this ongoing growth and development, along with the patience, it seems like, not to accelerate the process too much. So I think that's perhaps what we sometimes don't quite get right. I think we, uh, and me included, I'm not throwing stones here, me included, we sometimes want it a little faster than it's coming more naturally. Perhaps it's less of a mindset of giving ourselves the opportunity to practice. And uh, it's a little bit more of, so what's the next step, right? What's the next step? In the book Transitions by William Bridges, uh, he shares one of my favorite quotes, not in his goals, but in his transitions, man is great. And I love that Mm. idea. It's not necessarily about those goals, but it's in how we transition and making sure that we're patient in that curiosity and taking time to have those transitions, those meaningful transitions in our development. So there's discovery, growth. What would you suggest is the next life cycle of leadership? I think it's maturity. The maturity of the leader means that they're well-developed, not finished developing. I don't, I'm not suggesting these steps in the life cycle, just like in a biological life cycle, that organism is still living through that whole cycle. But in maturity, the leader is very well developed and now investing time and energy in actively developing others, right? This is the coach. This is the mentor. Mm -hmm. So it's that next step of really focusing on developing, scaling his or her leadership through the development of others. So this might be a stretch, but it's reminding me of Covey's work in the seven habits in the maturity continuum. There are three levels of maturity. There's dependence. We all come into this world dependent. Then we learn some skills to become independent. But the highest level of maturity in his continuum is interdependence, where we do it together. The other made up word that we've been talking a lot about lately, we, right? Me and we combine. So at that level of maturity, we see the interdependence. We see our role, sounds like changing, to be more a developer of people than a doer of things at that point. I don't think that's a stretch at all. I think that's exactly it. Covey's life cycle model, I'm putting air quotes around that, our our listeners can't see that, that has three phases. And that most mature phase is that interdependency. That's borrowed from natural life cycles as well. So oftentimes, the mature individuals of that species are truly helping that entire whatever it is, herd or flock, to be able to survive 
by passing on not just its genes, but its abilities, its skills, its knowledge. It's truly so, happening so in, the, in the natural world. So mentoring, transfer of knowledge, right, for sustainability. So then is there a cycle after maturity? There is, and we believe it's legacy. This fourth phase is closely related to that previous maturity phase, but this is focused on legacy. And you know, leaders who attain this phase, they're legacy-focused in that they're actively securing the environment, the resources, the people for sustainability of what they've built or have contributed to. It's not only instilling leadership in others, but it's also leaving what will be needed for those future generations of people to really carry on that mission, carry on that work, carry on that leadership. Sounds like an element of selflessness. It sounds like being a good steward of what you will be leaving behind. And it sounds like something that people look at towards the end of their career as a result of being at the end of the life cycle. I think that's certainly one way to look at it. I think many leaders have, I'm going to say multiple lives, putting air quotes around that, where they may experience these phases in an organization and then move to another organization and experience something like those phases yet again. Uh, so it. I don't think it's necessarily attached to age, but it could be attached to experience. So as I'm thinking about this, I'm wondering, you know, with those four cycles in mind, you know, what guidance, what suggestions would we make to leaders as they make those transitions? As I was asking the question, I was thinking of maybe you should start out earlier by thinking about the legacy so that it informs your thinking and your growth and development in each of the previous phases. But what would you share? Well, so I think that's one of the wisest use of models, right? Back to Covey, keeping the end in mind. And so it's being highly aware of and intentional of that ending. You know, in this case, if it's a legacy-driven leadership, you know, or perhaps it's a maturity-ending leadership in the current role that you're in in the organization and you're seeking your next chapter in a, in a different organization. I think the first step is really identifying where you are in the model and being able to have that opportunity to focus on, you know, so what does that mean for me and my leadership? If I'm very early, either in my role in my organization or early in my leadership career, yeah, that sounds like discovery. Um, so what is it about leadership? How do I attach to my values, my vision, my leadership purpose? So I'm stepping into this space authentically. If you identify more with that development phase where you're in that growth phase, and my gut is the majority of leaders listening are probably in that phase. It's about the intentional development of your leadership skills and abilities. What would it take to close the gap on specific leadership attributes that are important and meaningful to you? So I think it's identifying with your own state in that life cycle path. So it seems like there would be different skills, different application of time and energy, perhaps different work values that would be emphasized in each of these different stages or cycles. Is that true? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think each one brings unique focus that builds upon the last and prepares for the next. How would we suggest to organizations or leaders, you know, the application of this and how to use it to help 
scale their leadership, raise their consciousness, in, improve the performance of their organizations? What would we suggest? So we're big fans of you know clarifying some expectations, right? Let's just clarify what what are the expectations of my leadership in my role in my organization, and then identifying for myself as a leader, what do I expect from my leadership? I think it's really important. It's being intentional with those expectations, keeping it simple. It's not about overcomplicating this. I think identifying where we are in the life cycle to really attach to you know what can I do. Let's keep that simple, you know. We can be comprehensive about that, but we want to make sure that we're not overcomplicating it. Let's have the conversations with those around us, those that we're leading and those that are leading us. Let's have those meaningful conversations. Focus on a few development items. It does not have to be a large list of 10 or 12 things. You know, Focus on an essential one or two items that you'll be developing or uh, focusing on wherever you are in this life cycle. Earlier, you talked about Bridges work on transitions. What would be some indicators that people are either struggling with or are handling the transition from one of these cycles to the next? What would we be looking for? So what I so appreciate about Bridges work and transitions is that he kind of flips it for the way many of us think is that the next best step is actually identifying and cherishing the ending of the previous step. Mm. And in first doing that, that's a strategic pause that Mm. causes us to just slow down a bit and enter that space of intentional reflection. Here's why we avoid the space. Sometimes it can be a little confusing as Bridges shares. It doesn't feel as actionable as jumping to the next opportunity. That's why we take the strategic pause. And then we have the opportunity to really create a better new beginning. And so it flips it for me because I like to, and as I think many of us do, is what's next? Jump to that next yeah. that next opportunity. It reminds me, right? That was a line from the West Wing that the president was always saying, what's next, right? We're always yeah. on to the next thing. So one of the things that came up for me when you're talking about that is one of the reasons people have trouble letting go of what they used to do in effectively transitioning into this new life cycle of leadership is they haven't celebrated or ritualized the letting go or the ending. Absolutely. That previous phase. And it's almost like what we do, right, with uh, in some religions with when someone dies, right? There's Absolutely. A, it provides an opportunity to celebrate the life, to let go so that you can move forward. Absolutely. Identifying with it, recognizing. I love celebrating it, right? Ritualizing it. Sometimes these endings could be uh, a series of endings where we're missing that there are multiple either relationships or things ending in that. Making sure that we're complete in that is important as well. So we can start our next phase or start our next opportunity more creatively, more informed, and ready for what that next opportunity truly brings. Mm -hmm. So you've offered throughout this podcast a couple of suggestions for leaders and organizations. Any other suggestions to make around looking at the life cycle of leadership, looking at this lens through these four cycles of development? So this may be projecting some of my own concerns or resistance too much, but I'm going to share it. I think we started with this idea of this life cycle of a leader, potentially, I think you said it in jest, having an expiration date. 
It's not focusing on that. It's focusing on where am I in this and what is my next best opportunity? How am I bringing others with me? Mm. How am I growing and developing others if I'm at that stage? And I, I think that's a weak if. I think most of us are at that stage of bringing others with us. And then, you know, lastly, how am I ensuring through a legacy mindset or keeping the end in mind that I'm setting up that either future generation or those next individuals with success? I think I may have said it in jest, but I've been getting the question a lot because of used best by date of people. When are you retiring or, you know, my kids, how are you remaining relevant? And I think there's some social mirror pressure around that. But I think as long as you identify what phase or what cycle you're in, and maybe my takeaway from this is making sure I'm bringing other people along for the sustainability and scalability of our organization, because I think I am in the maturity legacy phases Mm. of that life cycle. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's great. Well, there's a lot of research that suggests those expiration dates don't have much value, so I wouldn't worry about them too much. Oh, I'm glad. So you could still use me past this date and I still might be okay. I love it. (laughs) I I think it's true for most things except your carton of milk, maybe, is what I heard. (laughs) All right. All right. Well, that gives me encouragement. (laughs) Thanks for listening to the Get Emergent podcast. And you can listen to a new podcast two times a month here at Get Emergent, where we bring you contemporary leadership topics and ideas balanced with best practices you can apply in your leadership. 